Hey there, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Kenzie, bringing you another episode. On this week of Crimeaholics, I will be bringing you the story of Brittany Royal and Boaz Johnson, their cases of murder-suicide. We have never covered this kind of case before, but given the fact that this year has been extremely stressful, we felt that right now it is so important to bring awareness to these kind of topics and offer resources to those of you who might be struggling or those of you who might know somebody struggling. But for right now, let's jump right into this case. Brittany Royal and Boaz Johnson's case takes place on the big island in Hawaii. This is a place where many people come to just relax and hang out and get to experience amazing types of nature. The Big Island is considered different from the other islands in Hawaii because it's home to one of the most active volcanoes, Mount Kilauea. This active volcano brings millions of visitors to the island every single year. One thing that is really big on the island, according to NBC News, is lava tours. Locals to the Big Island own lava tour businesses, and this brings in big money for them, so the locals tend to be very territorial over the volcano land, rightfully so. Brittany Royal was just 25 years old at the time of her murder and was originally from California. Her family described her as a free-spirited woman who did nothing but live her life to the fullest. They described her as a world traveler. She loved being out in nature. One day in 2013, Brittany decided to pack up a bag and visit Hawaii, which was not unusual for her. Shortly after arriving in Hawaii, Brittany meets a 22-year-old man named Boaz Johnson, who is from Alaska and was also visiting the island. According to NBC News, Bo came to the island looking for land for his family to purchase because they had plans of starting a business together as a family. Brittany and Bo met each other when Brittany was hitchhiking on the island, and Bo had actually been hitchhiking too. So Brittany was on the side of the road, this guy pulls over, and Bo was in the back of the pickup truck, and so he helps Brittany in. After these two met, they just fell completely head over heels in love with each other. They were just fascinated with each other. They were so in love that these two ended up pregnant two months after they met each other. I can definitely see how this can happen. They're both extremely similar people when it comes to their outlook on life. They're on this beautiful tropical island day in and day out, and they are young with nothing tying them down. Brittany was extremely close with her family and wanted to share the exciting news with her family. She calls her mom to let her know about her being pregnant and that she would be staying in Hawaii with Bo. As any other mother would, of course she was kind of taken back, but she could hear in Brittany's voice how truly happy she was with Bo and being pregnant. And the same for Bo's family. They also stated to Investigation Discovery that they were kind of thrown back as well, but they too could tell that Bo was genuinely happy and that's all they wanted for him. Despite being happy for the new couple, both families, of course, had some type of concerns due to the fact that Bo and Brittany were living in a tent on the beach and not even in a home. Both families knew that this was not unusual for Bo or Brittany, but with a baby on the way, their families got really concerned. Brittany and Bo did their best to reassure their families because these two had big plans to support themselves. Brittany had plans to one day open her own yoga studio, and Bo had plans to buy the 10 acres of land to start his own lavatory business. But remember, I said the locals are rightfully so, very territorial over their lavatory businesses. Given that Brittany and her mom were really close, the two of them stayed in contact about every single day. So on the morning of March 28th, her mom had sent her a text message just to let her know that she loved her and Bo, and for her to give her a call when she got a chance. However, the entire day goes by and she doesn't end up hearing for Brittany, which is a little odd, but she doesn't really panic right away. That exact same morning that Brittany's mom sent the text on March 28, 2013, 
A local to the big island had a friend visiting from town, and he wanted to take him out on his boat to show him the lava flow, where the lava met the water. It was just a really pretty sight. While they were out on the water, the two men decided that they wanted to catch some fish. One of the men did end up getting a catch, and he started to reel it in. As he was moving the boat closer to where the fish was, they quickly noticed something in the water and realized that it was a human body. Brittany had really short hair, so one of the men on the boat actually ended up mistaking Brittany for a male at the time when they found her body. The men ended up calling law enforcement right away for help. And one of the men that found Brittany did an interview with Investigation Discovery. And you can just tell that he was extremely shook from what they had found. He stated to Investigation Discovery that he could not stop thinking about what this poor girl may have gone through. And now she's just floating alone in the water. This same man said that while they were waiting for law enforcement, this really huge shark ends up coming up to Brittany's body, given the fact that she had a major gash on her head and she was really just bleeding a lot into the water. The two men did everything they could to make sure that they kept that shark away. And these men are absolutely amazing because they spent 40 minutes fighting off this shark just to make sure that Brittany's body made it home to her family. On the same exact day, Bo and Brittany had an appointment to meet with their realtor to make the final purchase on that 10 acres they were going to buy to be able to start their own lava business. When neither Bo or Brittany showed, their realtors were trying to figure out like what was happening because Brittany and Bo were dead set on making this purchase, so it seemed weird to them that they skipped out on their appointment. And the realtors had called them both several times and neither got an answer. And so for whatever reason, the realtors decided to call Bo's sister, who was back in Alaska. When they told her they never arrived, she called over and over to Bo's phone, and she also had absolutely no luck. She stated to NBC News that she knew right away that something had happened to Bo, because it was not like him to not show up to this appointment. Like, he was so excited to be purchasing these 10 acres to get this lava business started for his family. There's no way that he just skipped out on his appointment and then not answer anybody's phone calls. With his sister just not having any luck getting a hold of him or Brittany, she decides to go to Google and start Googling the big island to see if there's any news out or if there's a number she could call for a way to get a hold of these two. She goes on Google, she searches the big island, and the first thing that pops up is a breaking news article that says that they found a female body floating in the water on the big island. His sister clicks the link and it ends up giving a description of the woman and they said that they are looking to identify her. Law enforcement describes this woman as Caucasian, 5'4", small stature with short brown hair and she had a tattoo on her body that said Veritas. Given the fact that she could not get a hold of Brittany or Boaz that day, she had a gut feeling that this was Brittany. So his sister ends up messaging Brittany's mother over Facebook and she says, this is who I am. Is there any way we can chat over the phone? So her mom ends up calling Boaz's sister and she gives her the horrible news that unfortunately she has not been able to get a hold of Boaz or Brittany. And then she goes online to see if there's somebody that she can contact on the big island to get a hold of these two and that's when she came across the article. And she said, this article said there was a tattoo on the body. Brittany's mom asks her what kind of tattoo was it. And she said the tattoo was Veritas. And that tattoo, according to Brittany's mom, is Latin for truth. And it was the very first tattoo that Brittany had ever gotten. 
Her mom said that when she got the confirmation it was Brittany, her stomach just sank. Brittany's mom right away gets in touch with the local law enforcement there on the Big Island and they get her in touch with the medical examiner. And she wants to know what the heck had happened to her daughter. She was really hoping that maybe this was an accident. But to her worst nightmare, the medical examiner tells her that this was no accident, that Brittany's death was a homicide. Because Boaz is absolutely nowhere to be found and Brittany was murdered, they quickly open a missing persons case on Bo and quickly try to find him. The police end up going to the campsite and this campsite was not like directly on the beach. Their campsite was on this really rugged terrain on this lava acres where that they had planned on buying. And all of their belongings were left behind. So it wasn't even like Bo packed like a bag with all of his belongings. I mean, his wallet was even found with his ID still in it. So he couldn't have gone far if it was him who killed Brittany. What they also found was a rope. And this rope was proven to be the rope that did strangle Brittany based on her ligature marks and the skin tissue that they found on the rope. At the campsite was also drag marks in the dirt. From the way the place explained it, it was drag marks from where there had been a body imprint in the dirt. And the body was drug across the dirt to the cliff. And then the drag mark just ends because Brittany was thrown into the water. This is not normal for the island, so this story ends up spreading pretty quickly. So many people had their own scenarios of what happened to Brittany and Bo. Some people believe they were both murdered and disposed of in the same manner, but maybe a shark had gotten to Bo first. Any scenario you can think of, it was likely said. Her autopsy really sadly also showed tons of DNA evidence under her fingernails from her fighting for her life and for her baby's life. Underneath her fingernails was her killer's DNA, but unfortunately because her killer's DNA was not in the database, they were not able to figure out who he was. But of course, police turn right to the boyfriend as they typically do, which ends up really upsetting Boaz's family. But at this point, he can't be ruled out given he is literally nowhere to be found. The police really believe that Bo was alive and hiding somewhere. They were getting tips from people saying that he was seen back in the States. But if you remember, all of his identification was back at the campsite, so it's not likely that he hopped a flight and went back to the States. However, his family believed that the police really got it wrong. To them, it's why would he ever kill the woman he loves and his own flesh and blood, his baby, his daughter, or his son. He would just never do that. Quickly after Brittany was found, her family ended up coming to the island and they were just in complete shock where these two were living and the conditions that they were living in. If you remember, I said that they were not living like in a tent on a beach. They were living in a tent on extremely rugged terrain. They were living on the property that they wanted to buy. So they were living on lava land. And so, of course, their parents are like, what in the world? Why are these two living here? And this is definitely not some place that they should be living if they're getting ready to have a baby. What also came to everyone's surprise is that the two were not actually head over heels in love like everyone had thought. According to her mom, Brittany would call her and tell her that she was extremely scared to be pregnant and she doesn't want to be living there anymore and that her and Bo were constantly fighting. So this made her family certain that Bo was responsible for her death. But unfortunately, without any sight of Bo, the case just went cold. However, that was until police got a tip from someone that said that they talked to Bo 
on his phone the exact same morning when Brittany's body was found. There was even phone records to back up this phone call. Turns out it was a friend calling to check on Bo and Brittany to see how they were doing in Hawaii. He told this friend that him and Brittany were on their way at that moment to the realtor to buy those acres. But how is it that if her body had already been taken into police custody before this phone call had even happened, and now Bo is nowhere to be found? He obviously lied, and they were definitely not on their way to the realtor. Police had followed up on so many different sightings of Bo on the island, but nothing ended up coming up, and everything ended up just being a dead end. Remember when I said the locals were very territorial over the lava land? According to NBC News, shortly after the locals found out that he was purchasing land for his own lava business, him and Brittany ended up being threatened in person by a really scary local man who ran his own lava tour business. According to NBC News, this was just the kind of guy that you did not want to mess with. His family had been known for being in bad dealings. Once this came out and found to be true, the police tracked down this local man and questioned him. People were certain this man was responsible for Brittany's death and Bo's disappearance. However, after heavy questioning and a strong alibi, it proved that this local man was no way responsible for her murder and his disappearance. So the police were back to square one. That was until seven months later, on January 2nd, 2014, a man walking in the woods who was on the island camping ends up coming up to just a really horrible sight. It was a man hanging in a tree that looked like he had hung himself. This man said it had looked like this body had been there for some time. The body ended up being identified as Boaz Johnson by dental records. Near his body was a journal that had a suicide note written in it. In the journal, Bo explained why and how he killed Brittany. The note stated that he and her had gotten into a really bad argument over her not wanting to continue with the pregnancy. The fight got so heated that Brittany said she was going to leave, and this, for whatever reason, set him off. Bo explains how he tackled her and began to strangle her. He stated he had so much rage just going through his body that he could not stop choking her. He stated after he stopped choking her and realized what he was doing, by then it was too late. He had killed her and their baby. He stated that after he realized he had killed her, he drug her body and took her to the cliff and dropped her into the water. He said after he dropped her body into the water, he panicked and grabbed a small bag, put his journal in it and his phone, and walked away from the campsite. He said he went straight to the woods, really deep into the woods so nobody would find him, and he hung himself over the guilt of killing her and their unborn baby. Obviously, these two were going through an extremely stressful time. Their relationship was brand new. Neither of them really had solid jobs. They had some savings that they brought with. They were living in horrible living conditions. But that is no excuse to ever murder your partner and then take your own life. Not only did he murder his partner, but he also killed his unborn child. No matter how much stress you are under, it does not give you the right to take another person's life. Ever. According to the Violence Policy Center, 11 murder-suicides occur across America each week, claiming more than 1,300 lives annually. While I do not know the exact reason why these murder-suicides are happening, I do know that there is a way to prevent suicide. 
If you or somebody you know is struggling with thoughts of hurting yourself or somebody else that you love, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. If you do not feel comfortable with reaching out to the Lifeline, please reach out to somebody in your life that you trust. If you feel comfortable and you are struggling with depression or anything like that at all, please reach out to Holly and I. We are always here for all of our listeners. If you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join our Crimeaholics podcast discussion group on Facebook or follow us on Instagram where I will have pictures of Brittany and Boaz and I will also have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number posted if you need it. Crimeaholics, as always, be aware and take care. (music) 